one. Welcome, Charlotte, Rock Hill, Gastonia, surrounding areas, and all that. Welcome back to this latest edition of Owens Construction. I am your quasi-host, Jamal, the angry black fan, Darby. To my immediate left is Rodney, Rob Pops Richardson, along with his lovely wife, Candace. Hello, people. Hello, how you doing? And last, and certainly not least, we have a very, very, very special guest. Uh, first, before I introduce you, I want to say I wore my West Charlotte shirt on purpose today because, <laughs> again, I, I never get tired of introducing Dub C alumni on the show. That's right, baby. We have Dub C alumni, Charlotte's over columnist, and most importantly, a, a, a counselor therapist for Justin Paris, Justin Perry, healing and hear me out healing and recovery all that healing and recovery all of it yeah mr justin perry clap it up for mr justin perry y'all what long long overdue to have you on the show man how you doing today brother i'm good man i appreciate you having me on man yes sir so uh we are here because um you you wrote uh, a very interesting article uh in the charlotte observer and and just correct me if i'm wrong but you are a a frequent contributor to the charlotte observer as well is that correct Yes, yeah, I usually do one a month. Yeah. Okay, one a month. All right. So so with that being said, that means you should be on this show once a month. I'm just giving you a heads up right now, man. Because because I, I really enjoy what you write on um, you know, in the Shadows Ever, man. You you're a very important voice to this community. I know a lot of times you probably don't make a lot of friends, wink wink, hint hint, a lot of times. And we here under construction, we like to give, especially African Americans, a voice to voice you know, to, to give you to give them our voice on, on what we're feeling and what we're going through, man. And so your your latest article, they say Black Lives Matter, show us the receipts. That's what I'm talking about. First things first, Justin, what prompted it? What what inspired you to write this article? I, I probably could answer that for you, but I'm not going to. So you go ahead. You're good, man. You're good. Well, I mean, you know, I think you know, it's one of those deals where it's Obviously, the fact that the whole concept of Black Lives Matter, the fact that the fact that that was even controversial at any point was mm -hmm. always crazy, right? Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. and, and and so again, and when people tried to act like it wasn't, well, it was like we we have Black Lives Matter, and then all of a sudden you have All Lives Matter, right? Which is a direct response to to Black Lives. Then it's Blue Lives Matter, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, like matter is such a that's the lowest expectation the you lowest, have, yeah. <laughs> and yet we're still arguing that. We're right? still fighting it. Why? Why are we? Why are we fighting for wanting to matter? Why? Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. And so you know, so basically, the way I looked at it was, you know, following this George Floyd situation again, starting with Ahmaud Arbery, and then you know, Breonna Taylor, which still hadn't gotten the attention it deserved, and whose murders yeah. are still free, um, and then in the George Floyd. You know, I think it was like recognize that this pandemic and especially I can say this on this show, you know, I think what happened was everything was so quiet and so slowed down. People didn't have sports distraction. People couldn't go to the bars and stuff like they did. And so all mm -hmm. of a sudden you see you see white folks and you see businesses all of a sudden being like, oh, whoa, 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 because everybody's hitting the streets now. Right? Yeah, right. So not everybody's coming out and saying stuff like you know, here we stand against systemic racism and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, cool, prove it. You know, so it's one thing to say it in your in your mouth, but again, your actions tell what it is. And again, they say you can tell what somebody really values by their budget, 
right? Yeah, no doubt. If you know anything about this country, if you know anything about this city, you know, it's the two things that are most important are image and money. And so what I said was I'm, I'm glad folks are now stepping up and saying, hey, okay, we agree to Black Lives Matter, kind of. And we, but we all say we stand against systemic racism. And I'm saying, okay, cool. Let's let's break down what that actually means. All Justin, right? before you go on, because I, because I, because I, I, I <laughs> before you go on, I want to get Rodney and Candace's thoughts on the article, and then I want to ask you a, a a follow up question to that. Rodney, did you have thoughts? Candace, did y'all have any thoughts? Candace before? has thoughts. Well, I don't want to take over the show. Uh, no, don't don't get nervous no, now. No, okay. you on the show, so don't do that today. I know it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a great article. Um, I think the article definitely said what a lot of people want to say. Um, you know, it's great that you know we have these murals that are going up. It's great that you're saying that Black Lives Matter, but what are we doing? Where is the action? You know, where are the actionable objectives that are going to get us to the end goal? Yeah. All right. Now, I, I'm glad you said that, Candace, because my and Ryan, I'm going to get back to you. But uh, my follow up question to that was specifically in Charlotte's art community. Charlotte art community, in my opinion, took some very, very just kind of unfair heat for them contributing, you know, what they do. They're mm -hmm. artists. Yeah, they they put this art, this beautiful art, in downtown Charlotte, and the Charlotte artist community kind of took on some unjust heat for that. We all know that the art is a sentiment. I think sensible people know that putting art is not going to actually change "quote unquote" anything. But at the same time, why can't we just appreciate the sentiment on top of actually doing the work? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Justin, I want to get you first on that. So, so, so I, I love that you bring it up because, again, I have a lot of respect for mm -hmm. um, for our community and for our black community and, and friends with a lot of folks. So, again, to me, it's not an either or, it's a both and. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, no, yeah, knock down the monuments, you know, knock down the statues and change the statues, right? Mm -hmm. you know I'm saying, you know, put down the mural, you know, and make sure we're paying our artists who are doing that because they're in Thank you. Thank you. It. Very important part of it. You know, bring some awareness and everything else, and that's that's a starting point. And then we got to go to the next step, right? And so, to me, what I think happens is we often get caught in the space of of battling each other. And 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 like, no, to me, the way I look at it is like there's there's this one universal pinata of white supremacy, and we all swing at it with different different tools. Mm -hmm. As long as you were swinging at that same pinata, and I'm swinging at it. Then I don't have any problem with you, right? right. I'm not swinging back at you. Like I have no, I've no beef or malice with the mural. I love that we got the mural, right? Yeah. And I love that black artists got paid to do the mural. And I, and I think we need to continue uplifting our black artists, and we need to keep putting out conscious art. And there's still other things that need to be done in terms of our businesses, in terms of our city council, in terms of our school, in terms yeah. of our state government, all of these things. So to me. We got to shift out of the either or mentality and get to a both and mentality. 
Right, right. And and listen, I'm not I'm not trying to sound corny when I say this, and I, I I I'm really not. But at the same time, people need to realize that these artists matter too, in a way. Like yeah. they, they're yeah. all a, it's all a part of the building blocks to get the people's attention that we need to get it to. You get what yeah. I'm saying? We're we're all we're all in the same game, so to speak. Rodney, I didn't mean to cut you off earlier, man. You had a thought earlier. Yeah. So I was on Twitter the other day. Um, Jamel Hill, she had an interesting uh, comment. Mm-hmm. Basically, she said that AT&T, Google, Comcast, Target, Best Buy, FedEx, and Sony all put out little statements that Black Lives Matter, but they simultaneously donated to Senator Kelly uh, Loeffler's campaign. She's very anti-Black Lives Matter. And it's right. just like, you're giving us lip service, and you're not... You're not you're not having action behind that 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 th- those words, and so it's it, I, I think a lot of people are fed up because we have been fed lip service for 50, 60 years now. We right. want we want some, action. something to change, some some, some yep. action behind those words. Show and, 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 and I really enjoyed this article because he, he's he's putting the people who makes the law who make the laws and the policies foot under the fire. Like, look, you you you're saying the right things. Now show us that you're doing the right things. Right. And that's and I think that's the key point. And that's why I said again, your budget is going to show me what you prioritize, right? Yeah. So again, you can look me in the eye and say, hey, I care about you. But if you're donating to folks that are trying to kill me, then that doesn't that yeah. doesn't that doesn't add up, right? And so and so again, like so again, you you're somebody who you operate in the WNBA, right? Right. You know, like, and, and again, which is probably ninety percent black, by the way. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and and if, and if you look at again, you look at what and what those women, as strong as they are, how they stand out. Like, there's nothing unapologetic. They're very clear when they say for, and then very. you got this candidate who's completely trying to undermine that, right? And right. So yeah. if you are funding that. You're funding undermining them, and so to me, that's the way I look at it. Is saying, if I look around this country and I look again in this city, again, you know, Jamal, like I said, grown up here, right? So yeah, 30, 36 of my forty years, I've lived here in Charlotte, and what I've seen in this city is people come in and come in and kind of extract from it. You yeah, know? take take, take the soul away from it. Yeah, exactly. But the people who live here and stay here and are loyal just kind of keep getting stepped on and they're kind of like human shrapnel in the development grenade, right? Now, I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I, I, I get a lot of crap for, for getting on people who are from Charlotte in, in particular because I feel the exact same way you feel. And I feel like it is our responsibility specifically. When I say our, I mean people who went to West Charlotte, Garanger, Independence, whatever, yo, whatever, whatever the case is. Because I feel like we're slowly, <clears throat> our voices are slowly being silenced. Yep. And we're slowly being pushed out of upward mobility. We're slowly being pushed out of uh, out of better education, whatever the case is. You look at West Charlotte now versus when we went to West Charlotte. I mean, that's a prime example right there. So... What does this pressure look like? What can we do? What? How, how exactly do? Are we going to put pressures on these corporations, the school system, whatever? You know what I mean? Let, let me jump in there. Like I, I was looking at a uh, documentary uh, a few months back uh, regarding uh, Atlanta. I think it was Coleman Young or whatever in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and like how Atlanta prospered was they actually like 
included their black citizens. So it was, it was, it was kind of like, well, if you want this done, you have to have X amount of black citizens uh, involved in this project. Say, for instance, the airport. Well, you got to have a, a black uh, person laying the concrete. And so you, you're creating wealth for, for, for your actual citizens there. Um, with Charlotte, to me, man, it's, it's like we have a black mayor, black city council, school board. I'm glad you mentioned that. Fire chief, DA. And it's just like <laughs> we're still falling behind. And it's just like there's no reason we should be still falling behind at this point. Speaking of Charlotte City Council, Justin, I want to come back to you because you had a lot to say about Charlotte City Council in your article as far as uh, like just redlining can uh, kind of not really helping the lack of upward mobility for us. Speak more to that, man. Just anything you want to first thing comes to your mind. Yeah, man. I, again, we got we to gotta start with the budget, first of all, right? Yeah. And I mean, you got a budget. And over 40% of it is going to CMPD. And the thing we're talking about in our community is saying that we got issues with housing and we got issues of, of economic development. But those two things combined for less than 4% of your budget. Again, let's go back to the language we said before. Yeah. What you're saying on the campaign trail versus what you're saying in the decision-making booth are very different things. Right. And what I'm saying to you is maybe if we actually invested more in the housing and the economic development standpoint, we wouldn't need as much money on the policing standpoint, right? right. Like, like as a, for me, I don't I don't set a budget for myself and say, okay, I'm going to start my budget with how much money am I going to allot for the emergency room? No, I'm going to yeah. set a budget to figure out how to not you, get You're trying to prevent the emergency yeah. first, right? <laughs> right, right. But our budget says, hey, let's just, let's fund the emergency room and then we'll put a little bit of, of what it what what we need to put into food and housing and everything else, and then all and then we'll just keep increasing that budget because see they're acting mm. up, so that's why we need more of this, right? And so it's a setup. And so so to me, I think Jamal, I think part of it is so the challenge too is that you know even we're not necessarily a unified black voice, right? Because yeah. the reality is we got people of black that are at different economic levels, right? No doubt those of us who move into a, a better a higher level. But we kind of disconnect from the folks that are still here on the ground level, right? No doubt. And so to me, I think it's important that if, if I'm in the boardroom, I'm not going to be talking trash about the person who's marching in the street. I'm actually going to be mm. uplifting what they're doing because they're yeah. marching in the street <laughs> to get what we're supposed to be fighting for in the boardroom. So we got to figure out how to be doing this thing together. You don't want to pour. Talk about our role. I got. I also got to figure out how to be assertive. If I'm a position of black leadership. I've got to unapologetically operate in that versus trying no to doubt. hold on to the position and not upset the, the status quo. I'm I'm going to play devil's advocate. Is is that easier said than done? To to, oh, to... go ahead. I'm it's, sorry. It's, 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 it's tough. No, you're good. You're good. It's it's tough. You got to be willing to to sacrifice, right? And and and, right. and and I'll say this: those of us like so, I, I'm intentional about the fact that I, I put myself out there and I leverage the fact that, okay, now I am my own boss now, right? Mm, so right. so those of us, but I also, I got to look at it this way too. When there are people now who are looking for more diversity, who are looking for all of these things, you got to know your own worth. Well, th this company actually needs me. And so what I'm going to say is, if you if you need me, you're going to have to get all of me versus right. this little bit of me, mm. right? And so, so, and so I think what happened is, again, most of us grew up Again, most of us grew up learning how to 
how to try to hold on to a position. Yeah. Right? And it, and yeah. it makes sense, right? And so, but I guess is what I'm saying though, is we have to come together as the numbers start to shift and we got to have some collective conversations to say, hey, we can't be used for a photo op because that makes it worse. Because if yeah. you got a bunch of black faces upholding the same structure, then they can say, hey, it's not racism, man. Right, and, and basically I kind of feel like local and federal government, not that I'm saying anything profound or anything we haven't heard before, but they're acting like corporations. Corporate Corporations are going to act like corporations. They're going to sell you something. And if they feel like anything is going to threaten their selling points, <laughs> their status quo, <laughs> then, you know, they're just going to give us lip service. Rodney, do you, do you have any other thoughts uh, regarding that? Um, Man, like, one thing, man, that, 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 that you talked about was those statues, man. And like something that something always stood out to me, man. Like somebody, I I, I forgot where I got the quote from. Somebody said that whoever won, whoever wins controls history, and it's just yeah. like it is just like who yeah. really won that war. Like it's, it's right, 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 right. They they, right. they 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 constantly control the narrative. It's like states right, states right, states right to do what own slaves. So it's it's just like. It's, it's, right. it's, it's a whole system that we still have to tear down, and and, and it's just a constant fight that we have. Yeah. Candace, Candace, did you have any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I just agree. Like, you know, we all need to find a way to get on the same page as Black people. You know, from the people who are at the top to the people at the bottom. And that's the only way that we're going to be able to move forward. You know, we have to stop sacrificing you know, how we feel about something. And we have to kind of live out loud, live out loud and be unapologetic about the way that we go about doing things. We have to be intentional. So, I mean, I just feel like there is a bridge that we all need to heal in order to get over. Yeah, right. Now, now, Justin, um, in your article, I like the fact that you kind of laid out like you know, kind of everything was happening in different systems, the educational system, the, the medical field, uh, you know, kind of, you, you kind of went over like uh, affordable housing and gentrification. You kind of outlined everything that's going on with, within each system. One thing I wanted to specifically talk about, because because this show actually talks a lot about affordable housing and upward mobility. What can we simply just blame that on so many transplants coming to charlotte what, what's the problem like it how can we I, I don't know is there a plan we can actually outline to 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 fix that i mean i don't have the answers to that i really I, I i drive by one more thing like i drive by tent city every day and i look around i'm just like why is nobody out here trying to fix this i, I don't mm -hmm. help me out here <laughs> I mean, well, here's, here's the hard facts, Jamal. The hard facts are developers run Charlotte. Yep. Right? They get what right. they want. So, you, so, so, so the thing is, we may have people who may be elected in certain capacities, but in the end, it's, it's the developers who who, who, who have run this city forever, right? And so, right. and part of one of the things that I, why the reason why I called out the Valentine deal was that, you know, in the end, they're looking to give this person, you know, a subsidy and everything else, right? And so to me, yeah. it's like that if I'm operating at that point from a position of leverage, then I've got to lean into that. And yeah. so what so what we have right now is we have a city that in general 
has always just kind of not pushed back at all. And so mm-hmm. when they feel like if they push back a little bit, that's good enough. Right. And what I'm saying is that, you know, when you're 50th out of 50 in economic mobility at a large cities, pushing just a little bit ain't enough. Because if we were in a corporation or in a business and your business was at the bottom of this field and you came to your boss and said, hey, I figured out a way I can push a little bit. Guess what? They're going to push you out of the company, right? Yeah. So what I'm saying to them is that when you have a really drastic situation, we have to take really bold efforts. And so I think, yeah. I think really from our standpoint, what we have to do, and there's some folks that are that are coordinating what they're calling the March for 30, so 30% area median income. So, I mean, we're talking about a lot of times people who make that, again, what I put in there, people who work in child care services, people who work in the service industries, people who are teachers' assistants, a lot of folks who, again, that's one of our biggest shortages in housing. And these are people yeah. who are getting pushed out everywhere. And so yeah. what we're saying is if you, if you do a deal that's going to take public money there got, has to be housing in there for folks in that area. And if not, it's a bad deal. Yeah. Right. You know? No doubt. And so it, we have like, to start holding our folks accountable on that. So, like, like I, I, I've seen the city use this as a crutch. Like, they always say that, uh, the state government won't allow them to have certain incent, incentives for, uh, for developers or, or, or things of that nature. How do you feel about that? So the, what they they can do they can do some incentivizing. Now one thing is when they like I said whenever there's public money involved they don't like that that, that Valentine deal they allowed the developer to set a floor you know and say there's mm-hmm. nothing below this level. And like they didn't need to do that. They don't have to do wow. that. Right. Now we we now with the state where the state and the state is honestly the state is the biggest problem. All right, that yeah. that is a legitimate concern. However, that there are things that they can do still, but so the state prevents us from having what's called inclusionary zoning. Which okay. is where any any development that's done has to have a certain amount uh, set aside for different income levels. Like so, even places places like New York and stuff like that have that. And so people come here, they don't realize that. Time out. So, go ahead. Time out. If that does not sound that like systemic, <laughs> I, I would, maybe I, I'm trying not to say racism. But if that doesn't sound like I'm I didn't know what's gonna say that word on this. No, no, you can, you can, you can. But I'm just, like that blows my mind. Like if that doesn't sound like problematic, I don't know what does, man. But go ahead, Jamal, Jamal, Jamal. Let's be about to pick themselves up by the bootstrap. I, right, right, yeah. right, right. Hey, no, no. Once they get their fifteen dollars an hour, once they get their fifteen dollars an hour, then they can pull, pull themselves up. Right, right. And that's the whole thing. And that's why even one of the things I put in about the curriculum, I put in there about people need to learn about like uh, the, the, the Homestead Act. Like people don't know yeah. about that. Like that's Europeans were straight up granted land. Like they were given land. Like that's why I'm telling you, I'm like government handouts. Man, you don't know what government handouts are. Like literally that's what the wealth was built off of. The GI so, Bill. Exactly. That's what I said. Like both my granddads both fought. Neither one of them got anything from GI Bill. So, yep. I mean, when you're talking about 98% of the mortgages from the 1930s and late into the 1960s, 98% of them going to white people. When you're talking about the wealth gap, there you are. That's the main contributor. Because what that does is I can use that equity to pay for college. I can use that equity for a down payment on the next house or whatever else. And so that's why even we're, even though we're hustling, like that's why we're playing constant catch up. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Man, um, we, we, we've talked we, – this is a lot for 23 minutes that we've been on, man. We could go on about this 
all day, man. And and I, I don't, unfortunately, man, I think the work is just really getting started. I don't think we've even begin to scratch the surface of not only problems locally, but just in, 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 in this entire nation. Um, do y'all agree with that statement? I mean, there's, to me, there's a whole, I, I will say this. And let me know if y'all agree with this or not. With the George Floyd situation in particular, and everything that has been done um, after the George Floyd incident, I kind of, if, if there's one positive, I, that sounds crazy to say that, that I could take from that, is I believe all the actions that have been done by mostly black people and everybody else who, who's been protesting, who's been voicing, who's been letting their voice be heard, there's a part of me that thinks that we at least got people's attention. Yeah. Not to say that any real change has been made yet, but at the very least, you got corporations at least giving us lip service, whereas yeah. in the past, it was just completely ignored. Y'all agree with that or not? Yeah, I mean, um, I hate to say it's, uh, lip service is better than benign neglect. <laughs> that, that's what I mean. I mean, and that sounds kind of pathetic to say that, but it's kind of all reality, too, unfortunately. It's just like, well, at least they actually responded this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and, 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 and I just feel like I, you know, I, I'm interested in the next steps, mainly with black people and upward mobility. You know, I, I think that is the huge, maybe the hugest issue, at least locally here, man. So just looking forward to the work that can be done there. Justin. I know, man, you are very active when it comes to this kind of stuff, man. So I just, I'm looking forward to hearing your voice more when it comes to that. I appreciate hey. it, man. I appreciate it. So, are y'all hearing like I a typing think, sound? Yeah. I, think, I don't know what that is. What is it? Still there? Yeah, yeah. we're here. All right. So, <laughs> moving on to a much lighter subject. Mr. Cam Newton released a new video log this week. Um, it is basically saying, goodbye, Charlotte. Hello, New England. Um, in this video, he's basically stating that, you know, he's not bitter. Um, he, he, he appreciates the organization. He's going to miss us here. It even included a little, a little song by Boys and Man. All that good stuff, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, um, I just want to know you guys' thoughts on Cam Newton's kind of attitude, I guess, or or his response to leaving Charlotte. Did anything surprise you? Did anything, I don't know. Yeah, did anything surprise you about uh, his response to him being released? Uh, nothing surprising, man. I'm 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 just kind of like, if if, if if what he says is true about how the Panthers released him, I'm I'm just kind of concerned about that. Um. Especially with the new regime and and and, and just basically trying to transition into a new phase of the team. Right. Um, I mean, I wish Cam Newton the best, but I mean, it's, it's time to move on at this point. You know what? Let, let me ask you this follow up question real quick, Rodney, and Justin, you can answer this too. Are Carolina Panthers fans ever going to move on from Cam Newton until we get a quarterback that is great and we win the Super Bowl? No. Justin, what do you thought? <laughs> I think that, I think that response is it, man. You know, I think I think I think there's just so much, man. There's so much energy with with Cam, man. I mean, they even even the fact that we had the vision about Cam, who was the MVP, 
right? Yeah. So, so it's one of those things. Like, it's just, yeah, to me, like, as somebody who actually gone to all those games, I had to sit there and watch not only Jimmy Clausen, but Benny Testaverde was the Benny Testaverde. Uh, well, hey, 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 Justin, what what was the guy we got off the couch? Brian Saint Pierre, remember him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, y'all don't understand if y'all were complaining about Ken, man. You had no idea. Yeah, y'all. Were, yeah, I was there. I was there for the double double gloves today. <laughs> one thing I found interesting, man, is Cam Newton, like I've always said about him in, in regards to this fan base, like he can't really win for losing. No. Here's what I mean by that. You know, he mentioned the fact that there were plenty of times where he should not have been playing. But he felt like he couldn't give up because of guys like Thomas Davis, Luke Keekley. He went down the line. He basically was naming all his teammates who were in the same boat. And I just thought to myself, like, well, if Cam doesn't play, let's just say he, he sits out. Then he's quitting. Then he's not a team guy. Then he's, you know, he, he, he's letting the Panthers down. That would have been the narrative. So then when he does play, oh, well, he's shooting a lot about being injured, blah, blah. So I'm just like, People who hate the guy, people who don't like him, like how can you look at that response and and not respect them after that? Yeah, and it's just, it, I don't get it. I I don't I I don't get it, man. But for the people who are fans of him, like that that just kind of made me respect him even more. What do you think about that, Justin? No, I mean that was the thing to me. I'm like, what was interesting to me when people started putting together his stats, and it you know. At the end, you know, when they were bumping in all the games when he was hurt. Yeah. <laughs> he was basically was playing, you know, and it was like, well, he hadn't been playing well. But I'm like, well, he, actually, when he was healthy, he was he was playing well. So, really, he could have sat out so that he said, I'm going to still look good with my stats and everything else. Yeah. But again, <laughs> right. Out there, right? And, and, and so, it's one of those things where you dang if you do that and if you don't, you know. And so, so to me, in it. If everybody actually, if they were, if they rallied around him in general, it would be something that endeared him to you. But at the same time, because the community was so split, it was like, well, he should have sat out or whatever. Yeah, we would have been terrible, right? And, yeah. And, you know, in the end, he was constantly sacrificing himself. Scrutinized. Like, and we still could appreciate that. Yeah, no doubt. Rodney, what you got? I hate to say this, man. You, you really don't appreciate things until they're gone. No uh, doubt. We're, we're, we're in for a long ride. Like, that defense is not good. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, hopefully we get a Trevor Lawrence next year. But other than that, man, I I, I just don't see it at this point, man. I, I don't I, – I don't, we're in for a rude awakening for 2020 and 2021. I'm going to tell you one thing I found interesting about uh, Cam, Cam Newton's response in this whole thing, because he, he said this about two or three times. <laughs> he basically said, you know what, I'm not bitter, but I'm coming for y'all's next next year. Like, and, and I believe him. I, he, he doesn't have to say much for me to believe him. I, I really think that dude is hungry, man. So my next question to both of y'all is, what is it going to feel like for Charlotte's fan base if we get a healthy Cam Newton, and that Cam Newton ends up winning the Super Bowl with the Patriots, what is that going to feel like for Charlotte's fan base? Just to take that one first. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you know, I've already thought about it. Right? So, 
Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to be a troll, man. That's all I'm going to be a troll if that happens, man. Yeah. Oh, we are too. We are too. I'm, I'm going hard on that. Like I'm, a, I already, I've already been playing. Like my, that was the first athlete that my son, who was six, almost about to be seven, knew already. Like so, I mean, I still, he was like two, almost three, and he was like yelling, "Can't do, can't do." So it's like you know, so, so Cam has like he's locked in for us. So, so, so I'm like, I hate the Patriots. Let's be clear, I, I hate them, and my son knows we already hate the Patriots. But if, if Cam wins the Super Bowl with the Patriots, I'm trolling our fan base really hard. That's all I got to say, man. Right, Ronnie, what you got? Man, look, man, I'm I'll if Cam Newton wins the Super Bowl with the Patriots, I am calling all the sports talk stations, talking <laughs> to everybody. I'm gonna buy me a, a Cam Newton Patriots t shirt. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be so happy for this dude, man. I, look, I was happy when Larry Johnson hit the four point play for the Knicks. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be as happy, if not happier. When 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 they came back to the World Super Bowl for the for the Patriots, man. Let, let me let me tell y'all something. There's gonna be a high level of trolling that comes from me if that happens. But also let me be very clear. There's gonna be a high level of sadness if that happens as well. There's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of this if the Patriots end up winning the damn Super Bowl <laughs> with Cam Newton. <laughs> I Look, man, like most Panthers fans, I hate the Patriots. I can't root for them. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, we all want Cam Newton to do well. So if they do win, at least it's with Cam. But it's going to be a hard road, man. Ryan, Ryan Brackridge uh, had, a, had a comment I wanted to uh, go over with, man. Uh, he says, most people talk about uh, passing yards, et cetera, but when it comes to Cam, it's completion percentage concerning. And I and listen, I'm glad you said that, Ryan, because that's the first thing Cam's detractors are always going to point to. His completion percentage, his completion percentage, blah, 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 blah. My favorite saying on this show is stats don't lie, but they also don't tell the entire story. And I feel like Cam Newton is a prime example of that statistic not really telling the whole story about Cam. Is this something his detractors are going to use against him? I'll put it to you like this. Teddy Bridgewater may have a higher passing percentage than Cam Newton, but who do you want out there first? Cam. It's that simple. Who's going to win you more games? It, 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 it's, it's that simple, man. So with that being said. Oh, oh. Go ahead. Go ahead, Roddy. Before you move on, check out the Cam, the, the Cam Chronicles on the Ring of uh, Podcast Network. It was done by a young brother from Philadelphia. It uh, chronicles his life from Atlanta to Glen College to Florida <coughs> to Charlotte and now New England, and it, it's it's awesome. Please check it out. Right now, with that being with that being said, Cam Newton is going to Boston next year. Different different fan base up there. I'll just put it to you like that. <laughs> What is it going to take for Boston fans to accept Cam Newton? What What do y'all think about that? Winning. That's it. Winning. I'm saying, no, it's, it's, it's winning. I, I mean, I, look, I always tell people, I'm like, look, Boston is, is, is Mississippi with a different accent, man. People don't understand. Like, I'm, I'm Boston, I remember going to visit friends, and I was like, how am I in a big city, and I'm going three days, and I'm not see another black person right now like oh everybody's over there you know and it's so like yeah so so if he wins he'll be all right you know yeah now uh if he doesn't then 
He's going to feel it. He's going to feel it. Godspeed. Godspeed, man. <laughs> and, and look, look, because when he, when he first signed with the Patriots, I'm looking on my Facebook feed, and, you know, I got a couple of, I got a couple of friends that's from Boston, and they were already talking about, he can't dress the way he dresses in Carolina. He can't act the way he acted there. We're not going to accept that. And these are black people. <laughs> so I, I was just like, man, if he, if he thinks this fan base is, is, I don't know, a little hard on him here, then wait till he gets Ooh, there. You know what I mean? Right. We're supposed to be right? Right. <laughs> All right, y'all, moving on, man, because God knows – it's, it's Cam Newton news every week, it seems like, man. And, and look, man, we're, like Riley said, we're probably not going to let him go until we get our Super Bowl or MVP winning quarterback here. So we'll move on today, man. Let's talk about Daniel Snyder and the Washington Redskins. Not that I want to, but the news is too big to not talk about it, man. No, the Washington no name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, look, the artists formerly known as the Washington Redskins are in the news again, and not for good reason. So uh, unless everybody's been under a rock, Dan Snyder, Snyder once again has been improved. Ha, has been uh, has allegedly had a very tough work environment, to say the least. Um, reports are are detailing that sexual trafficking may even be involved in some upcoming reports, which is completely crazy to me that that would involve an NFL team. First things first, I want to talk about – I want to just – I want to ask a very simple question. Is Daniel Snyder the worst owner in sports? Yeah. Yeah, he's up there with Dolan. Oh, I was like, yeah, Dolan Snyder was good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, can't argue with Yeah, Because right uh, I wanted to ask that, being that we are a Charlotte-based sports podcast and people always like to include all – one of our owners as the worst owner in sports, which I think is ridiculous. But so going back to Daniel Snyder, man, um, <laughs> there have been complaints of racism, sexual harassment, uh, just overall him being a jerk. <laughs> there, there's, there, there, there's also just I don't know bad management. There was, there was a. Somebody screenshotted a text message of Jay Gruden challenging one of the players to a fight. <laughs> I, I I don't know what to make of all this, man. How could I guess? It, I guess to tie this in, how does Ron Rivera succeed in that work environment? Does anybody have any thoughts with that about that? Can we start with how did Ron Rivera leave here? With the ownership situation, that didn't end up there. Poor guy. <laughs> with this poor guy. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, if, if, if I mean, if yeah, you no, look I mean, at it, man. If you honestly look at it, man, it's. I mean, he. All he has to do is just coach at this point, and he has to let the chips fall wherever they fall. He has to not get involved with, with any of that, and most importantly, when they break the huddle. Do not go Snyder on three like you did in Michigan. Oh, God. Do. Did they really do that? They did that, man. You did Holy. Yeah. Wow. Justin, you got any thoughts about how Ron Rivera can survive in this environment? No, I mean, yeah. I mean, and that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with Rodney. I mean, I think I think he's got to lock, lock in because they've been trying to have him do part PR, part everything else. And it's like right now, it's like, I don't know that because the difference. So the, the difference with the Jay Richardson thing 
versus Daniel Snyder is like, like when you when you look at age, right? So it's like yeah. easier to count. Yeah. They got out. And so, I mean, Daniel Snyder is still right in the thick from an age standpoint, you know, and, and so this is just starting, right? So it's already dealing with the controversy over the name and everything else. And now the other stuff is coming out. And so, like, to, to Rodney's point, you know, from Ron's standpoint, it's like, you know, you better, you better get the get the huddle tight really quickly. And, yeah. Uh, and start focusing on, on that, that area just, but, um, but yeah, your, your ownership situation is, oof, wow. <laughs> Honestly, I don't want out of words, but I don't have them right now. Yeah, no, I, I, same, man, same, man. Now, you know, with the whole Washington, with with the name fiasco, I don't know if you guys heard, but there, but there's some guy in Virginia who trademarked all of the possible names for the wrestling, which I think is hilarious, by the way, and, and it's perfect karma. It's perfect karma for that organization. Um, with that being said, you're going through this name fiasco. Daniel Snyder is Daniel Snydering. If I'm if I'm a, if I'm a Reds, if I'm a Washington fan, why should I be a fan? <laughs> like, what is going to make me stick around at this point? Because this is rock. This is as rock bottom for any organization as I have ever seen in my relatively short lifetime. I don't even think the Knicks have even been in this kind of situation before. Why would I stick around? I mean, I, I, honestly, man, if, if, if you look at this, um, to me, that within the near future, there'll probably be new ownership, to be honest with you, uh, if more information comes out. This kind of reminds me of the Baylor situation, where our brows, the lack of institutional control. I yeah. mean, you're the owner, you need to have, you need to have an established, positive culture. And what he allowed to go on kind of goes against the grain as far as with the NFL morality, and so, <laughs> so fans of Washington have not been clamoring for new ownership for a long time, and yeah. this, this may be their gateway to get that new ownership. Justin, what you think? <clears throat> yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. I mean, I think you're dealing with, like you said, you're dealing with with the name fiasco. You're dealing with with racism. You're dealing with human trafficking, like that. Like again, these, this is. Bottom of the barrel, right? So none of these things are things that you can can do. I mean, you know, it's funny because like Redskins, that was that was my first team. So I still, so it's my one to be my second team because if I grew up, the first thing I watched watch was like, well, you know, like a lot of Carolinians did. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Justin. Hey, Justin. I want you to do one thing for us, man. If you can disconnect real quick and come back to us, I want you to try to disconnect real quick and come back to us. Come back in like two minutes. Yes. Because I just want to see what's going on with this, uh, with, with the static and stuff. Hey, Rodney, me and you will keep going. And Justin is going to come back in, in, in a couple of minutes, man. I just, okay, well, yeah. Let me get up the, uh, the MLS, man. So how do you feel about the MLS uh, basically saying that they won't start until 2022 now? I'm, it's, it's necessary. I, I I I didn't want to really see it because, like a lot of people, we're missing sports, man. I'm 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 missing live sports. I, I want, it, especially with this new shiny toy that Charlotte has, so to speak. You know what I mean? But at the same time, can we really be mad at it? You no. know what I'm saying? Can can we really <laughs> can we really go downtown with pitchforks and protest signs? Like, why can't we have our soccer in 2020? 
dude, it's just necessary, man. Because I want my soccer with no mask. Right, right, and, and, and not and not to not to go on some some tangent, man. But I just do, and not to be overly negative, but I just don't see this COVID thing going away too quickly, man. You yeah. know what I mean? And and, and and until we start getting a real handle on that situation, then I don't. We don't, man, forget sports right now. And I, and that's coming from me, somebody who is sorely missing everything sports-related. Yeah, that, it, it's secondary right now to me, man. You know and, what I mean? And also, man, like, I mean, it, the, the, the writing was on the wall because if you look at it, man, we haven't – we really haven't heard anything from them, really, to be honest with you. Like, right. we just started hear, hearing from them again last week when they was like, okay, we scratching the name off the list. Oh, welcome back. We haven't heard from you since April. Right. <laughs> Right, and so, and so it's just like it makes perfect sense, and and then Temper is is, is is smarter than we actually give him credit for. So he's like, okay, I'm gonna read the room. Uh, 2021 doesn't look like a smart play, so we'll do 2022, and hopefully we will have a stadium improvements, everything ready mm-hmm. by then, and mm-hmm. be, be full ready to go. Doesn't it feel good to have leadership act on sensibility than to just? politicize something or act on something monetarily it doesn't that feel good to have like real leadership to 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 be sensible and to be logical about something that's awesome right no comment <laughs> i've said enough myself <laughs> i'm trying to keep fans <laughs> no, no more comment no comment all right all right so uh so with the mls situation man coming in 2022 man do you think that's gonna hurt the excitement or help it? Um, just, just piggybacking off what I'm saying, man. Like we haven't really heard anything from them, right? Like the excitement really wasn't there to begin with. To me, man, it's just like okay, we had the press conference, we heard something once every two months from them. Yeah, that was pretty much it from my vantage point. Like I've I've, I've gotten pushback on on that from what I said, but. People that that are not entrenched in soccer, we haven't heard anything from it. Like, like if you listen to sports talk radio, like you really don't have the guys from MLS coming on talking like that. Um, yeah, yeah, right, right. This gives them a chance to to to, to finally hash out the plan, um, have a proper rollout for the the logo, the uniforms, uh, endorsements, and everything like that, and then gain full steam into twenty twenty two. No, I agree. You, you 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 stole you stole my thunder when you said it, man. Because I, I I think you know the the closer we get to twenty twenty two, man, the PR push can begin, the marketing yeah. push can really begin. So no, I, I I completely agree with that, man. And the thing is, you know, they better make that a point, man, because you know we live in a popcorn society, man, and people will forget about something in a heartbeat. Yeah, like people will people will even forget we have a soccer team. So. I, you know, the closer we get to 2022, man, they better be having rallies downtown and pre- and uh, rallies, Roman Beer and Park, all that everything. stuff, man. Yeah, everything. I, I totally agree with that, man. So, so we'll, 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 we'll see how it works out, man. So, we're going to go to our shout outs and shout ats. And it's, <laughs> and we're starting this a little early for a reason. <laughs> I might have a list this week. Ronnie. Anybody you want to shout out or shout at this week? Uh, I got a few shout ads. <clears throat> I'm going to give a shot at August Alcina. <laughs> uh, and Jada Pinkett, man. Like, mm-hmm. 
you 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 got to vet your boy towards a little better, Jada. Uh, he he doesn't understand the code, man. Like I heard that entanglement song, man. If I'm Will Smith, I'm pulling up the little dude, man. I'm 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 scrapping, dude, man. Like, let, let let me say something, man. You you better than me because I refuse to listen to it, man. I, I I'm just I'm not. But go ahead, man. I mean to cut you off, man. Like 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 Rick, Rick, Rick Ross has some slick lines in it, man. And like and like August was talking that trash, and, I, and if I'm Will. Yeah, I'm 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 pulling up to see you, man. I'm 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 talking great. We playing mob ties and we we pulling up. <laughs> but uh, that whole situation, man. If it was me, man, like Jaden and Will didn't owe an explanation to anybody at the end of the day. Really, I mean, it, it you could just let August say what he had to say. You played into it. Now it's blown out of proportion. Just leave it alone, man. Um, <laughs> Let me, let me cut you off real quick, because here's what I want to say to that. So I pull up Facebook this morning, and, and that's the first thing I see is this, this damn August Alcina song. And I told myself, I said, I'm not clicking that. But And here's why. And I'm not I'm not hating on anybody who does. I, I'm not. But the reason why I, I refuse to do that is because this just reeks of I got an album coming out, and I'm trying to promote it. Yeah. And because correct me if I'm wrong, because this whole fiasco happened, what, four years ago with, with him and Jada Pickett? Is that, am I correct? It's been ongoing. I, I'm, I'm thinking they stopped within the past year. Okay. So. With that being said, even with that being said, man, this just reeks of, oh, I got, I got something to promote myself now. I yeah. got something to, I got something to market myself with now. I, and I know I get called a music snob but not a lot, man, but I am so sick and tired of people using gimmicks to promote themselves over talent. I'm I'm over it. I agree. It's totally agree. And and, and and that and that whole when I saw that song, it's like a big red flag went up. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm cool, man. But anyway, I went on a tangent for a little bit. Did you have any other did you have any other shout outs or shout outs? Yeah, man. Another shot at shot at man. Uh, Charlotte, man. We we, we got to do better, man. As far as the community, man. We've had eight murders in eight days, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that 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 has to stop, man. Like, yeah, we're in a whole pandemic and we're shooting people, man. Just it's it 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 it, it just goes back into it, it feeds into what people say. Oh, uh, fund the police more and more and more. Not, I mean, police usually come there after the crime is done. They they don't. They're not there to prevent. <laughs> they can't prevent it, right? Right. And so we need uh, to piggyback off what Justin said. We need to the, the, to fund things like mental health, de-escalation, community funds, and stuff like that. And then once those things are properly funded, you'll actually see a decrease in crime with more opportunity. People that that people actually have and, and more involvement within the community. And need and we need people to understand that more, man. People don't want to. They're dead. Right. Um. And then finally, man, uh, Wednesday night, man, it's DMX versus Snoop, man. Snoop's gonna roll over DMX, but it's it's it's, it's gonna be a good one, man. <laughs> I, I may watch, I may not. I don't know, man. Um, you ain't got nothing better to do. I ain't got nothing better to do. You're right. <laughs> we agree. We agree on that part. I ain't got nothing better to do. So let me uh let me get to my shout outs and shout outs because I got a list this week. And the first on my shot at list goes to the DeVos family. The Orlando Magic, who are set to lay off a bunch of staff this week, including one of their uh, one of their radio announcers this week, did just that. 
they laid off a bunch of people in the midst of this pandemic crisis, all this other stuff. I want to remind, this is why this is a shout at them. Let me remind people that the DeVos family is worth $5 billion with a B. You mean to tell me that they can't supplement a couple of employees' income for maybe, what, a couple of months to a year? Yep. Really? Really? I I would never, ever understand why, quote-unquote, common people like to defend the big, rich, super rich guys when they do stuff like this. It's disgusting. And and, and, And to my knowledge, they are the only team doing stuff like this. It is disgusting, man. Michael Jordan, who is the lowest on the totem pole as far as one of as far as being the richest owners in the NBA, is not even doing crap like this, man. It's disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting, man. Next on my shot at list. I kind of feel bad about doing this, man. Kinda. Because I, I don't know, I don't know exactly why they did this. It could have been maybe they just needed money. I want to shout at Neil Long and Omar Epps for taking that role in that trash Netflix movie. Oh. Look, man, again, let me be clear. I don't know why they took those roles. Yeah, I don't know. Hard, I have no idea. Sounds hard. I, I had no idea, man. Look, we are in the middle of a pandemic. Everybody needs money at some point. But hey, I'm about to say something controversial, man. If uh, Neil Long had a, a OnlyFans, would you subscribe? <laughs> How much per month? <laughs> but let me let me let me let me kind of clean this up, man. I guess my shout at is not necessarily at them. My shout out is that that entire production of that movie. Good lord, let, stop yeah, it, man! Phone, that phone upside down, upside down, really, really. <laughs> do better, Hollywood. And, oh, look. Again, I'm trying not to go on a tangent, man. But Black Hollywood, please do better. Just do better, please. Okay. My next shout at, I told you I got a list this week. You good, My next shout good. at is going to Starbucks. Boy, I noticed there's a lot of rewards in my email. It's a lot of rewards in my email. It's a lot of the staff wearing Black Lives Matter t-shirts now. So, oh, really? So we care about black people now, Starbucks? Really? A- after what you said a month ago, we're flipping the script now? Seriously? What's the, how's the saying? What's the saying, Rodney? When, so- when somebody shows you who they are, it's pro- the first time it's probably who they are, something like that? Yep. That's how I feel about Starbucks, man. Starbucks like to call the cops on black people, too. <laughs> so my last shout at, and this is just, it's not really a serious one. My last shout at goes to Miles Bridges. I know basketball players want to be rappers, man, and and rapper and rappers want to be ball players. Everybody can't make music, man. No, look, man, music is just not for everybody. We we all love it. What what would we do without music in our lives? But everybody is not equipped to make music. Miles Bridges, please stop making music, brother. We love you, man. I hope you stay on the Hornets forever. But just stop, stop. it, man. Stop. Just stop. Just stop it. Just stop, just stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Anyway, Ryder, you got any other thoughts to say before we get out of here, brother? Nothing, man. I I, I just want to give a shout out to Justin, man, for 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 hopping on today and uh, talking and, about- and, uh, and hopefully 
And hopefully next time we have Justin on, we can be in the studio next time. Hopefully yeah, that can happen, man. Yeah. Six yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt, man. All right, brother. Well, we're going to get out of here, man. Um, as always, thank you to our fans, our subscribers. Thank you for toughening out with us today. I know we had some technical issues today and not a lot going on in the sports community, man. So, again, to, to our faithful fans who are toughing it out with us and adjusting with us, we sincerely thank you for doing so, man. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you. We out of here. See you next time. Sports are back this week. Peace. <laughs>